Are you a character? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Arthur and artist, Sharday. To get all this personality and entertainment, you can follow me on social media at Characters Here. And for more information, visit CharactersHere.com. Welcome everybody to Characters Here Podcast. I am your host, Sharday, and I'm so excited to be here because y'all, I have a four-part series for you. Yes, you heard correctly. I have a four-part series for you. It is called That's Offensive. These four parts, um, I split them up like that because there's so much to cover, but each episode won't be long because I want you to be able to get the full spectrum of what I'm trying to share with you. This is all about my love for God and his word and just sharing it with others to know the truth. So with part one, it's called Pay Attention. And I'm just going to read straight to you the things that have come to me. I wrote this, what was it, September 20th? I think I started this. I started coming up. Yeah, it was September 18th when I got this idea. September 20th, I wrote this, Pay Attention. And it was after I read Galatians 5 and Matthew 7. So in Galatians 5, verses 19 to 26, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, (laughs) fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I've read this a few times now. What's funny is I don't ever remember reading this uh, before I read the Bible. I started reading again in December 2019. And when I got to this point, I don't know. Like I said, when I think about it, sometimes I do get a little upset because it's like all these people who are supposedly saved or Christians ain't never told your sister this. But that's why I'm telling y'all now, if you call yourself saved you have to have discernment. There are so many people who claim to be something in actuality. They're just putting on the front. In order for you to really, really know that, I thought it was just all about wisdom. But there's this thing called worldly wisdom. And then there's wisdom that God gives you. And I'd rather have the wisdom that God gives me. Because when he gives me wisdom, it's to basically see things and do things that are right and good and beneficial. Not things that's going to cause a negative or bad effect on you and those around you. It's really in the act of love and real love. Not just, oh, I support you, love you, good day. No, it's more than that. It's deeper than that. And I had to learn that. But let me get into this. The reason why I pointed out that specifically Galatians 5 verses 19 to 26 is because it's not just about reading a Bible, y'all. It's about studying it. You have to and you have to want to. And for a long time, I was just like, I don't know how y'all do it, but the Bible is a little boring. Okay, it's hard for me to get to that thou and and the and yay, and I just, I don't understand that language. I took that uh, British, was it British, American language, something, whatever. I took that class in college, and the only reason I got through it because I had a good professor. <laughs> but in actuality, I am not a Shakespeare fan. I mean, every now and again, I'll come about and talk about 
some uh, I'll start saying some to be or not to be, but that's the only thing you're gonna get a quote from me. But what I didn't understand is that there are many versions of the Bible. This is something else to draw in as well. So of course I kind of knew about you know English Standard Version. There's a Living Translation. It's so many different translations of the Bible, but what you have to understand is. For me, the best one to follow first is the King James Version. And whatever version you go off of that, just make sure it's very closely related back to the King James Version. Now, this is another thing. When it comes to reading the word and studying it, make sure you are reading it in context. There are a lot of passages that get misinterpreted. One for profit and gain for whoever the person may be so they can manipulate people, but also for... Sometimes people can just think or misinterpret things just by accident. And I understand it because I've done that too. But I always pray for correction. I always pray for God to help me to understand it. Give me discernment. Like help me to know better when I read this. Give me the wisdom to where I can read it and be like, oh, okay, that's what you're saying. Because even in the King James Version, which I believe that was written in the 1500s, you got to remember they spoke a certain way at that time. The first time I, po I was able to point this out is when I read a different translation in the King James Version. And in the King James Version, it talks about God's, all the things that he did, like, for instance, with Egypt, uh, letting the Israelites go. All those um, things that God did, those punishment to uh, the king, the, the Pharaoh, I'm sorry, to the Pharaoh and uh, Egypt. In the King James Version, it said God did all these terrible things. But in the version that I read that kind of spoke more closely to how we speak today, it called those amazing things, you know, and I was just like, you know what? Now I get it. I get it now. If God can remove my enemies, oh, that's going to be amazing for me. Not terrible. I mean, the things may be traumatic and a little scary. You're like, whoa, what is happening? But this a, I know this seed did not part. Did this seed just part? Oh, that ain't nothing but the Lord. But <laughs> that's one thing you just have to really pay attention to. The versions of the Bible that you read and also making sure you understand its context. Let's move on. <laughs> I pulled out this verse again specifically to break down what are those things. Again, now the works of the flesh. If y'all don't know, when you are so consumed with the flesh, doing worldly things, that is the flesh. But God blesses us with the Holy Spirit. So we are to do things that are given to us by his will. So we do, we, you can either do righteous things or you can do worldly things. And I choose to do righteous things because it's more pleasing to God. Fleshly things, okay, it's hard. Yes, I still battle. But if I know exactly what God is saying, don't don't get involved with it. Don't allow your flesh to overtake you. Have self-control. Then now I know exactly how to live my life. So verse 19, it says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. Let's look up what that means. So that word, I looked it up. It is sexual relations between a man and a married woman who was not his wife. So that's and that's another one, too. I always go with what did this originally mean? That's why I've been trying my hardest to stop saying things like, oh, you killed that or I'm dead. You know, I tried to stay away from those things because even though it's the colloquialism, it's how we speak, it's the slang. You got to go back to what that word originally means. There is power. There is life and death in the way you speak in your tongue. I believe that it's in the word. Okay, so 
Uh, we know what that means. So again, works of the flesh is adultery. And then we have fornication. Fornication means consensual sexual intercourse between a man and especially single woman who are not married. That's fornication. Uncleanness. When the Bible speaks of uncleanness, it refers to the absence of spiritual purity and holiness. That's the word I, I really was looking for, holy. You either want to live holy or you're going to live worldly. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Holy is aligned with what God has. Worldly is aligned with what the devil is playing around and tricking folks into believing. It sounds crazy. Trust me. I know I was offended. That's why this is called I'm offended. But if y'all would take the time to really look at some of the things that you think are good things that you do. I'm telling you, when you get to the root of it, it will surprise you. That's why I've gotten to the point to where I'm just like, I ain't doing it. I haven't done my just of sharing this more, especially with friends more than anything. It's like they're basically boo, just go to church, praise the Lord. He got you. It's more, but it's less than that. I don't know how, how to break that down. It's very simple, but what it is is we complex. We think we make things very more complex than what they really are. And for the longest, I thought that if as long as I had a church home and I basically said I was a Christian or I, I don't know, just, I guess, follow the Ten Commandments, then I will be good. But it's you have to repent. That's why I don't hold on to grudges. That's why I don't get upset like I used to. That's why I have a little more patience than I had because at the end of the day, People, people, people are people. We are human. We're going to make mistakes, but that should not be an excuse for you to keep going down the path that you're going in. If you know you want better, stop making excuses and just do better. So let me go back to these definitions. So we went over uncleanness. Now let's go to the next where it was lewdness. It is a plan, especially a bad one. It's a heinous crime, lewd or lewdly, lewdness mischief purpose thoughts wicked is a device of the mind when i think about that i think about when people plan to like murder somebody like that's lewdness or when people have this in their head like they're going to trick somebody into going into a place to grab something you know just so the person can be embarrassed i also think about harassing the next word is sorcery but also known as witchcraft now this is another thing that gets people tripped up too because it got me tripped up when i would read sorcery i wouldn't think too much of it i'm thinking it's somebody with a crystal ball <laughs> and doing stuff like that but when you really get to the root of the word sometimes in other versions it's, it's known as witchcraft and then again i'm thinking of something that's oh it's, it's a witch she's stirring the pot you know, she's putting together some spells and all types of things. But you get to it. It is magic, enchantment, divination, assistance with evil spirits, or the power of commanding evil spirits. I know it's a lot of people that don't believe that the devil is real. They don't believe in demons and they don't believe in evil spirits. It's real. When people say ghosts a lot, they talking about evil spirits. <laughs> We've been put in this world and been shoved this entertainment form of what ghosts look like from movies to TV shows about ghosts. When really, y'all, 
I hope I don't step on no toes on this. But when folks die, y'all, they dead until the Lord, <laughs> until they meet God. Nobody is leaving behind their spirit. Them spirits is of the devil. Those spirits that you think you're hearing, that you think is a family member or whatever the case may be, that ain't who you think that is. That's why I don't fool with them. Sometimes the power is just messed up and that's why the lights are flickering. I'm trying to be as kind and thinking about myself. That's what I'm doing. I'm talking this to y'all as if I was talking to my beginner self when it comes to the word because again i was offended i felt personally attacked like what you mean the what i've been doing and the stuff that i've been partaking in has been against the lord no i don't want to like i said in my previous podcast about the lessons that i've learned from reading the bible is that if i knew i wanted to please god and i didn't want to be a disappointment in him i want to make sure that i am living as he's called me to live if I know I'm messing up in the point, and this is another thing people get wrong, they think that God will forgive me. You know, Jesus already died on the cross, so no matter what I do, God's going to forgive me. Your time going to run out at a certain point to where your forgiveness, it does run out. And so you should want to do better. You don't want to be like, yep, every Saturday I'm going to go out and I'm going to get drunk because at the end of the day, I'm going to go to church on Sunday and God's going to forgive me. <laughs> Make sure that if you are truly trying to live for God and be saved, that you are trying, but know that you cannot do it on your own. It is not on our own power that those things can happen it is because of God that we can remove those things from our lives that's why you ask him for help that's why you repent you go to God and ask for his forgiveness you got to talk to him having a relationship with God is like having a relationship with anybody else the only thing is God knows everything about you (laughs) so all you got to do is get to know him (laughs) the next word is hatred here's the definition great dislike or aversion enmity It may spring from vice or meanness or from envy or jealousy. Extreme hatred. When you put them all together, they form hatred. And I know we always like to shout out to our haters, but don't shout out to your haters. Don't acknowledge your haters. If you don't understand that Jesus was very much hated when he was on this earth, you cannot live in this world and not be hated. It's just it comes with it okay so don't be shouting at your haters because everybody got them (laughs) everybody got them even your so-called hater has a hater and it's not so much of the covetousness of people hating on you because they want stuff from you some people will dislike you extremely because of something you did to them that's another thing we don't acknowledge we don't acknowledge that sometimes we can hurt people by doing things that we do And that can cause people to dislike us extremely. At the end of the day, don't have hate in your heart. Because again, hatred is a cloud. It will darken your heart to where everything you do and say in life will just be along that evil borderline. And it's just, it's a lot. Okay, the next word is contentions, also known as variance. It is a violent effort or struggle to obtain or to resist something. It's strife, anger. Or bitter disagreement over fundamental issues. It's conflict. And in this world, in this day and age, you see it every day. Why do they say, let the Lord fight your battles? And it's it gets me every time because that's all I think about when I see so-called Christian folks up here doing the most. I'm like, did y'all forget 
that it says, let the Lord fight your battles. Now, on the other hand, it can be that God aligns it to where, yeah, you have to go against this, but you're not doing it alone. It's just, it's all, it all goes together. And I can't tell a person what to fight and what not to fight. God has to be the one to tell them. I learned the hard way. I was one of those people who would say, oh, God told me to do this. God told me to do that. Mm -mm, no, he didn't. That was the God that I created in my head. <laughs> he was satisfied with how I was living at the time. He was always happy with me. You know, he was never disappointed. He, had, he never had nothing bad to say about me. It was just all roses and rainbow. We're going to finish with the next word which is jealousies, also seen as emulations. That's a strong feeling of possessiveness, often caused by the possibility that something which belongs or ought to belong to one is about to be taken away. Jealousy, it ain't it, y'all. It ain't cute to be jealous. It's it really not. When people are in relationships, they're like, oh, he gets so jealous of me or she gets so jealous of me. They see it as like an adorable or a good thing. No, nah, it ain't. This person could snap next thing you know, I'm on TV and they talking about what done happened to you, girl. I ain't doing it. That is not cute. That is not a cute trait. <laughs> uh, the next word was outburst of wrath. That's uncontrolled anger. And I was very glad that that was mentioned because I think sometimes interpret that if you get upset, then that's sinful. No, you can be upset, honey. You can, you can have your emotions. I, I don't understand when people get so strict. It actually makes you more robot than anything and when i was reading the word i was like mm -mm, god didn't make us be robots because if he did then what would be the point of all of this you have to come in this fully fully giving your heart over to god not to go off of what grandma told you not to go off of what auntie and uncle or pastor or whoever friend done told you no because you cannot take those them people can't go with you when you die nobody can say Sade was a great person, Lord. Please let her in those pearly white gates. No, they can't do that. It don't work like that. God is to say so. So it's up to God on whether I go to heaven or not. And it's the same for each and every one of us. So please take this seriously. Next word that we have is selfish ambitions. That is a desire to put oneself forward and not having a spirit of humility. It means to be self-seeking and always looking out for one's own interests above the interests of anyone else, putting ourselves forward through deceit and trickery, this wanting to be what God doesn't want us to be, and this trying to achieve it by relying on our natural and physical strength. Selfish ambition is applauded by the world, but it is despised in the church of Jesus Christ because selfish ambition is a denial of God's sovereignty and just rulership. I was offended, y'all. It took me a minute to realize that this world applauds selfishness. Even if you go back to one of my old podcast episodes, I was talking about how it's okay to be a little selfish because if you're not taking care of yourself, then how are you going to be able to take care of those around you? I mean, it's a given. You do have to take care of yourself, but selfishness is not the best word to use because selfishness means being that. It's selfish. You have to be humble. You have to be patient. You have to be kind. You have to be loving. You really, really, really have to put aside this whole, it's about me. It's not about us. Nope. It's about God. It's about Jesus, Yahshua. So after reading the definition of selfish ambitions, again, I started aligning it to what I've been told what I have said out of my own mouth, I was an advocate of self-love, self-care, 
self, whatever the next word is. Um, this is my best example I can give you. If you just go look it up, all these people who have made money from this self-help genre, you will be amazed. And all it is, is people just taking bits and pieces from the Bible, from other people in history who've gone before them, from other religions. A lot of people do this thing called manifesting. A lot of people do things like think positive thoughts only. All of this stuff has been said by other people and they put it in a book and they sell it to you. <laughs> you buy it, you take it up and you think, oh, this is wonderful. This is helping my life. And at the same time, you're still over here having depressions, having anxiety and having to take medication just to uh, get through the day. What I am telling you from a person who has, I didn't even know I had anxiety until I got older and saw that when I was younger, that's exactly what that was. I had a fear of walking down the hall when there was a lot of people. This is one thing I hated the most about becoming an adult. I was a teenager and my mom, she would sometimes have us to go inside the gas station to pay for the gas and I would say I'd rather just pump okay why don't you go in there you pay for the gas and I just pump okay because uh -uh, it ain't in me y'all it's just it was a panic in me I was so afraid and it's hard to understand that if you don't have that fear and all that kind of stuff it is of the devil God doesn't give us fear he, if anything, gives us bravery. He allows us to be confident. And that's why I can say that my confidence truly came from God. I've seen a lot of people who come off very confident. This is before I got into the word. And I was just like, oh my gosh, how do they do it? How do you just have that confidence like that? And then you fast forward, come to find out that was all just the outside. <laughs> I personally believe real confidence, it comes from God. That is like the only way that I've been able to go about doing the things that I do. There are so many people who have had the opposite of help. They've been more traumatized or experienced more loss than they have gained. And if they experienced that gain, it was temporary. That's what was for me. I tried these things. I, I went down a path where I tried the whole, um, imagine yourself in this place, just close your eyes, envision the things that you want, manifest those things and they will come. Think positive thoughts only, y'all. That whole the secret thing that remember that video? I think I did that for a few weeks or something like that. And what I noticed was like nothing is really changing. Everything just seems quite the same. But maybe it was God's hand on me to not get far in that. Because when you do get lost out here and you get far into these different paths, you become a whole different person. It is until God reveals to you what is his purpose for you that you start to see things differently. I could easily keep my mouth shut and I could easily just decide, hey, I'm just going to get God for myself and y'all do y'all. You got this self-help stuff. You got this positivity. A lot of those people end up getting drained. And if it wasn't drained financially, it was mentally. That's another thing. People don't understand the effects of mental like strain stress is real mental illness is real a lot of people think you have to be born a certain way to have these disabilities i have always been in places or in locations or even just thoughts in my head where i would just feel uncomfortable why is nobody just understanding what i'm thinking not knowing all along the one that 
does completely understand me is God. A lot of the things, the issues that we have in this world is because of sin. So just make sure you are being more aware of the things around you, the things you participate in, and just pay attention to the things you say as well. And I'm trying, y'all. I have had to learn to also back away from certain positions. Like I am the friend or the person that will always kind of just root for the next person. No matter what they did or said, it was kind of like, a, I got you. I'm your friend. It doesn't matter that you like to do certain things, even though I don't like to do them. You know, like that. Again, it's getting to that point now where I have to speak up. I have to say something. That's why I'm really grateful for this podcast, because I get to talk freely without having somebody to stop me and be like, but what you mean? But what, what that mean? Why you saying that? That ain't true. That ain't right. And I could be literally showing the word right there. But that's another thing. I'm not supposed to argue about the word, so I'm not doing it. Because God loves me so much. He loves all of us because he does. I want to share it. I want to share it honestly because God did this for me. If God can do it for me, y'all, I know he can do it for you. You just have to truly, truly want it. And you have to not be afraid of what people say, think about you. I'm just telling y'all how good God is. I live a more fearless life, a more peaceful life. I've said it before. I say it again. If I didn't get God when I started, I would be messed up. I know I would be because of the level of sensitivity that I had. I was always an overly sensitive person. Um, and I was always just kind of got ran over a lot. But now that I have a God, I don't play them games. <laughs> I didn't want to make this long, but it got long. And I think because we got on the selfish part, I just really want to hone in and tell you that being selfish is not okay. So really, really live your lives for who you're supposed to be about. And that is God. Okay. And then the next uh, word that we want to break down is this Dissensions, also known as seditions, that's a strong disagreement, which is violent, producing warm debates or angry words. Stay away from those very heated arguments. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. Heresies, that's the next word. A belief or action at odds with what is accepted, especially when the behavior is contrary to religious doctrine or belief. An example is a Catholic who says God does not exist. Then the next word is envy, feeling uneasiness at the superior condition and happiness of another with pleasure in seeing him depressed. Envy springs from pride, ambition, or love. That envy, I always think of covetousness. You don't want to be so focused on what somebody else have that you just forgetting everything that's going on in your life. You know, that's, that's something you don't want to do. Don't do it. Okay, just don't do it. Say no. Uh, the next word is murders. Murder is the unlawful killing of a human being by another. Deliberately taking the life of a human being observes the authority that belongs to God. The next word is drunkenness. That's intoxication, inebriation, a state in which a person is overwhelmed or overpowered with liquors so that his reason is disordered and he reels or staggers in walking. Drunkenness renders some persons stupid, others gay, as in happy, others sullen, others furious. I know it's a lot of folks that drink, okay? Even though I've read that, you know, being drunk is not what God wants for you. It's not a godly thing to do. 
I saw other Christians do it. So, I mean, if God ain't told them nothing, that means I can get away with it too. That's how a lot of times we look at things and you can't go up there to God telling him how 10 other Christians got drunk all the time. So, you should let me slide, Lord. I got drunk at least once, you know. So, please let me slide. That's not how it's going to work, y'all. Being drunk is not a good thing. Please, 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 if you are choosing to live for God, all these words that are in this word, I have looked up the definitions and I more so looked at the definition as it pertains to the Bible. Get right with God and be serious about it. Okay, the next word is rivalries. That's rowdy, disorderly parties that go on late into the night and consist of drinking, feasting, and other bad behavior. The word revelings means letting loose or going wild. That means it's just basically all that disorderly conduct. When it got into the part talking about the, the bad behavior at the feastings, then you just, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. So we're going to continue with that verse that I read from um, Galatians 5. Remember, the first part I gave you was Galatians 19 through 21. So I'm going to pick it up to take you down from verse uh, 22 to 26. It finishes up saying, but the fruit of the spirit is love. This is the part I want to read to you. Is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And that's what it's all about. You want to have the spirit of love, not to be living through your flesh when it comes to life. Here we go. We're going to break down what all that means. Oh, I also found it here. Love. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. It reads, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice on wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So that's the definition for love. Remember, it said in Galatians 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, verse 23, gentleness, and self-control. So I'm going through, just like I went through what was of the flesh, now I'm going through what's of the spirit. Let's break those words down. So we just read the definition for love. Let's read the definition for joy. Joy isn't like happiness, which is based upon happenings or whether things are going well or not. No, joy remains even amidst the suffering. That's what I like to hear when people think of happy the opposite is sad, <laughs> but the thing about joy is that you can have joy even when you are not where you want to be in life or even when you may not be feeling well, but you still have joy. And that's what I say is what I have. I have this peace and joy because of God, no matter what situation I'll be in, knowing that he has me is what really matters. The next word just so happens is peace. The peace of God which transcends all understanding is the harmony and calmness of body, mind, and spirit that supersedes earthly circumstances. The peace of God can be described as a tranquil state of appreciation and faith when we submit to 
and trust the commandments of God in Christ. It requires a mixture of humility and courage to experience God's peace, seeking beyond the mere abilities of our own understanding. They go hand in hand. The next word is long-suffering. Now, the Greek word, I'm going to butcher this, is macrothumia. It means long-tempered or patient. It's, uh, long-suffering is someone who had to endure something unpleasant for a long period of time, but who was patient throughout. And that's really what it is. It's long-suffering, and we all go through that. But when you have the patience in it, that's the true test. When you can pass that, that's the real test. So you definitely want to be able to have long suffering, also known as patience in that suffering. Uh, the next word is kindness or gentleness. That is sensitivity of disposition and kindness of behavior founded on strength and prompted by love. Softness of manners, mildness of temper, sweetness of disposition or meekness. I feel like gentleness and kindness should be all covered in all. Just cover everything. That's that's the best word to use when it comes to, especially when you're on this end. Because like I said, I've been on the other side when I've been very offended. So now I have to speak um, in a gentle manner, in a kind way. Just to, It's like being a customer and you, you got the wrong order. So you go up to the counter and you're ready to go off on the people that's working there. And it's like also having the experience of the person who works behind the counter. I've fortunately was able to work behind the counter before and so once I went back to being a customer I now understood what goes on in the background behind the counter and I no longer am quick to get upset about things even if they may be torn around or being lazy or got my order wrong whatever the case may be I just have more patience because there is human error and people this one thing I always say you never know what the next person is going through not everybody's having a great day. You could be having, a, I mean, an amazing day. And then you get somewhere and then they mess up whatever you've paid for or it's not up to par. And you go to the counter, you're trying to figure out who messed this up. I paid for good quality, but y'all have given me this. This is wrong. So still remember, have that gentleness about stuff. I've found, even working in customs service on the phone, that people are, um, callers are more, uh, easily to calm down when they on the phone but they also very easy to turn up on the phone so what you do you meet them with some gentleness and kindness a lot of people like so you kill them with kindness don't kill them with kindness just be kind <laughs> remove the kill word out of your vocabulary okay so then the next word is goodness that means a brightness of heart and life not weak having strength adequate to its support a fullness of the holy spirit this is a word what i liked how they use is not weak goodness is seen as weakness i remember watching a video that somebody did about how people view christians um they believe that like i like to say calling yourself a child of god just means you are a weak person and it's not weakness being a child of god is far from weak it takes a lot of self-control it takes a, a lot of denying self Again, because I have lived 20-something years of being a very sinful child, I mean, a very sinful person, I had to unlearn a lot. That stuff is hard, especially when it's been engraved in you and it's all you've ever known. So being good is work. And don't think for once that 
you're not gonna slip up because we all fall short of the glory of god so to answer this other um word is called faithfulness or faith that can be found in hebrews 11 verses 1 through 3 it reads now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear a belief that leads to action is trust and belief that's what faith is faith is a it's not about sight. It's not about what you can see. And I think it's really hilarious sometimes when people want to prove that God is not real by saying you can't see him. What people understand is we were created in the image of God. We're going to have his same emotions. <laughs> the only difference is his emotions when he uses them are for good. But when we use them, we want to go full throttle and we always have the tendency to want to do bad. But that's why Jesus died for our sins and defeat and death. So um, meekness and gentleness, meekness is a humble attitude that expresses itself in the patient endurance of offenses. Gentleness is a practical synonym and willingly being submissive and obedient to the Lord. You just got to obey God. Meekness, I like that they said that it expresses it's about humility, being humble, and it's about having patience um, during offenses uh, stood out to me because we're talking about being offended uh, it's gonna hurt so you have to be you have to not be so quick to want to react when somebody offends you and that's the thing that i've learned in reading the bible again i was offended i was hurt i thought there is no way i mean i'm a good person i do good things i do i promise but yet after reading the word, I found that there was a lot of things that I believed that I thought was from God that wasn't. I mean, I'm be honest with you. I, I kind of knew some of this stuff wasn't good to do, but I did it anyway because everybody else was doing it. <laughs> I'm just be honest. <laughs> and it was more so because other people who said they believed in God did it. We're not promised tomorrow. You cannot be waiting to a certain age to get saved because you don't know if you'll reach that age. So if you hear the word. You better accept it today if you want it. Don't wait till it's too late. Um, the next word here is the last word, which is self-control or also seen as temperance in other versions. Self-control, that means show restraint in their passions and behaviors. This one is very important to me because self-control is, oh my goodness, it's on the nose, it's on the money. It's 100% the thing you're going to have to need in this lifestyle if you choose to follow god because people will come at you they'll come at you bro and you got to be ready to have restraint because loving god i am passionate about and when it, i'm telling y'all as soon as i hear something that's against it i'll be ready to go in but i also have to remember that god is god you know he know how to defend himself and he gonna definitely defend me because i I'm always trying to make sure that I live for him and I share the word and I and I be as open as possible when it comes to my life now and doing better so that I can be a, a good example. So we're going to end it here, y'all. I hope that y'all truly, truly take part one of pay attention by paying attention to what is of the flesh, which is of the world and what is of the spirit, which is of God. And I hope that y'all really dig deeper into the word, into the Bible, if 
you choose to want to have a relationship with God, if you want to know God, if you want to know Jesus as your direct path to him, that is the way to go. Live life, y'all. Live life. And honestly, it's already been figured out. It's called the Bible. And that is your best guide, G-U-I-D-E, through this life. I'm going to leave y'all with this. I love y'all so much. And I just hope that I have said just the right or enough stuff that to get somebody thinking and to choose God. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Characters Here Podcast. We would love to be a part of your life. So leave us a review right now. And remember, don't be a stranger. Be a character. Be a character. Be a character.